0: Plus.
1: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Shepreneur with BC Ubo on Africa Business Radio. It's time we talk about young, strong, and empowered African women succeeding in their craft. It promises to be fun, exciting, educative, and informative. So, welcome to the show! <laughs> On the trivia today, we put out a question on social media as usual and we got answers right back to help you learn important facts in history relating to women. And the question for today is, who was the first African female journalist and in what country? And the answer is Bilkisu Yusuf, also known as Hajiya Bilkisu Yusuf. A Nigerian journalist, columnist, and editor for prominent newspapers in Abuja, Kanu, and Kaduna, Nigeria. She's known in Nigeria for being the first woman to direct a national newspaper operation and served as editor for two more. She was a Hausa Muslim, feminist, and advocate for interfaith society who was known for being an advisor to the Nigerian president on international affairs. And the founding of NGOs such as Women in Nigeria, WIN, and the Federation of Muslim Women's Association. She was Executive Director of Advocacy Nigeria and was very active in the Bring Back Our Girls campaign which was aimed at the safe return of the Chibok girls. Kisu Yusuf was a Nigerian powerful woman who believed in changing the status quo and fighting for women's rights. I hope you have been inspired today to fight for a cause. I'll see you after this break. Stay with us. Welcome back to She Motivates. Today, we celebrate an amazing Nigerian beauty entrepreneur and lawyer, Tara Fela Durotoye. Tara is a pioneer in the bridal makeup profession in Nigeria. She launched the first bridal directory in 1999, set up international standard makeup studios and established the first makeup school in Nigeria. She is the founder and CEO of House of Tara International and creator of the Tara Kelewa Beauty range, inspired perfume and the HIP Beauty range. As of 2019, her brand, House of Tara, had 270 products, 23 stores, 14 beauty schools, and 10,000 representatives all around Africa. In 2007, Tara Fela was awarded the Africa SMME Award and the Entrepreneur Award in South Africa. And in 2013, Forbes listed her as one of the 20 young power women in Africa. In 2020, the magazine Forbes listed her among Africa's 50 most powerful women. Tara is married to Fela Durotoye, a business strategist and corporate activator, chief executive officer of Visible Impact. They are happily married with three sons. I hope you have been inspired today that you can make it in any industry. The world is waiting for you. I'll see you again after this break. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Shiro segment. Today, I have another Shiro with me who is a reputable marketing and talent liaison manager who has carved a niche for herself in the marketing space with over 10 years of project management, influencer marketing, and brand image development. She spearheaded and worked on numerous projects such as Coca-Cola Schweppes malt launch Garner, Virgin Atlantic Communication Activities Ghana, New York Film Academy Training Program, Nigeria, AFCON 2015, Pepsi brand promotion, Equatorial Guinea, corporate elite concert, and so many others. She also has a flair for art and created room for expression with Artsmania NG where she's built a community for artists in Nigeria making available some of the world's best art supplies in the country. Welcome with me Andrea Manuela Giacalia. Did Hi. I get that?
2: <laughs> yes you did. You did. You got it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sheeppreneur. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
1: so let's start with your name. That name, I was struggling to pronounce it right yesterday, and I was okay. asking myself, Andrea Manila, where are you from?
2: I'm half Ghanaian, half Italian. My mm. mom's Ghanaian, and my dad is Italian. Okay. So, yeah, the name comes from my dad's side. Don't ask me what it means, I have <laughs> no idea. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I have to find out one of these days. But, yeah. You never asked any of your parents? Well, my dad gave us a name. I've asked him. He just says it doesn't have a meaning. So, So, um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess, like, unlike a lot of um, names that people are used to, Mm -hmm. we always assume there's a meaning behind it. But I think sometimes it's just a
1: name. It's just a name, right?
2: (laughs) I don't really think there's always a meaning behind it.
1: So tell us a bit about you. How was your childhood like having to come from Italy and Ghana mixed together? How was your upbringing? Where did you grow up? A bit about you. Okay, so I grew
2: up in Ghana. My parents lived in Kumasi. It's like a city in Ghana. And I went to school in Kumasi from primary to secondary to Mm -hmm. university. Okay, well, my secondary school, I went to Cape Coast. I was Mm -hmm. in a boarding house. Um, And then in uni, I went to Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, which is also in Kumasi. And after uni, I relocated to Accra. And then I started working and stuff, yeah. So natural, acid. I had I had an awesome childhood. Mm. I cannot even complain about my childhood. It okay. was beautiful. You but grew up with mom and my daddy, parents. sisters. You have siblings? Yes, I do. I come from a blended family. Let me put it that way. Okay. <laughs> so before my parents met, my dad had two older boys, and then my mom had a daughter. And then my parents met and then they had my older sister myself and my little brother so Mm -hmm. i come from a big blended family my two older brothers live in italy um the rest of us we live in ghana um because they live with their mom and then the rest of us live in ghana um so yes my parents are still together yes my parents still live together and yes we all live in ghana i am the stray child
1: (laughs) who decided to come to nigeria and came all the way to nigeria (laughs) what's it about nigeria what attracted you to our country i got a job offer and i took it
2: (laughs) it was as simple as that there was Mm -hmm. people ask me that a lot but there was really nothing more to it than i got a job offer and then i took it i think i just wanted to explore a bit more of what was out there than i was already exposed to so and And then i took it and i've been here since yeah enjoying yourself so far right i mean it's not a bad experience yeah, I mean, there are a few things that are a little stressful. Little
1: sister, <laughs> <I'm listening. laughs> come on! Even if you I'm guys, listening. even if you
2: guys are honest with yourselves, you would know that I'm not telling a lie. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't see the difference between Ghana and Nigeria mm. in terms of the people and the culture. We have a lot of similarities. Yeah, we do. The only difference in terms of the two countries that I would probably mention is things like. 24 hour electricity, mm. clean water, yeah. awesome roads. Yeah.
1: We're working towards the Infrastructures. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. So there's some really beautiful places in Nigeria and stuff, but I, that would be the only difference in terms of the people. is well, not like, much of a bit different. Yeah. We're yeah. very much. Yeah, so very, very true.
1: Similar. So true. Now I know you've built a career around projects, management, marketing, influencing. What would you say inspired you in that direction? That is a very good question. I don't think
2: it's an inspiration per se. You know, it's that thing where you start working and you end up somewhere, you're like, oh, I actually enjoy doing this. And you kind of mm. like end up doing that. Mm. I'm more interested, I'm a very artsy person. I like lots of arts, I like DIY stuff. But then when I started working, I sort of found myself in the field of interacting a lot with people, helping on projects and stuff like that. So I just sort of transitioned into it. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're sort of good at something? It keeps coming. Well, Well, when you're sort of good at something, it's you can say
1: it. It's okay. I know you're you're humble, but
2: improve (laughs) on it. And so I just ended up staying in that field. In terms of the digital marketing aspect, I've always been like a tech freak. Like I like a lot of stuff that has to do technology and mm. development and mm. innovation. So that just came seamlessly because I was in a field that was transitioning into a digital era. Okay. So for me, it was just a seamless, you know, transition Us always doing things the old way. Let's all sort of transition onto the digital platform, which we now see today as influencer marketing and digital digital media monitoring
1: and all of that stuff. Yeah. And you are great at it. Okay, so if you don't want I to try my it, best <laughs> for yourself, by yourself, Thank I'm you. going to help I, you. I try my you best. Are you are great at it. Thank you. And one of the reasons we decided to put up a show like this is to spotlight African women who are doing amazing, who are, we do not pat ourselves on the back as we should. And I think it's time for women to stand up and begin to pat themselves on the back. So okay. you are great at it. Take it from I'm good <laughs> at it, but I would like to be better.
2: <laughs> of course, of course. So yeah, and yeah. tooting one horn's horn is not my forte. So yeah, it's but i
1: I try. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I also know that you're the CEO of a media tracking company. Can you tell us what's about?
2: Okay. So I own a digital media monitoring company called DigiTracker. Okay. So what DigiTracker sort of does is You know, because everybody's sort of transitioning into the whole digital media space, Mm -hmm. a lot of brands and, you know, uh, personalities are sort of trying to find ways of getting their product out there via the, you know, new media, which is digital media. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube... Google search engines, etc. The traditional way companies used to go was billboards, yeah, TV, radio. TV. Mm. But now really, if you really think about it, how many times you really spend it's on... It's even quite expensive. On, on like TV and radio and who really looks at a billboard? Do you know what I mean? So most brands are sort of transitioning and trying to find more innovative ways of advertising on, in the digital media space. But then the difficulty in that field is how do you sort of monitor monitor mm. what is actually going on in that space how do you sort of know that okay if I spend this amount on this platform or if I pay this influencer this amount this is what I'm going to get, get from back mm. half the time you pay an influencer X amount to post and they you don't even know anything. how many people actually came to your page because the influencer posted it, or you don't even know how many people actually interacted with your brand or bought something from you. So now what we do is we work with clients and brands that sort of want to work with influencers on the digital media space and want okay. to advertise their products. And we now do the digital media reporting where we kind of collate all that data that you normally would not have been able to get to guess. Mm. on your own without setting key tools and softwares and stuff like that. So yes, if an influencer posts for you, you can always get them to send you their backend stats. But then you can never really see how many people actually reposted or used your hashtag or communicated but what we now do is we have a listening tool which goes out there in the digital space you put in certain keywords Mm. it picks up all the people that talks about the product product in that area in that location it goes all the way to the demography from age to the kind of things they were interested in so it also helps you sort of narrow down moving forward the way you want to like strategize your marketing campaigns because then you now know that okay most people that are interested in your products are people that are interested in music or fashion or entertainment so it just helps you it's just a whole lot of information that sort of helps you better strategize the way you plan and then it also helps you understand which influencers to work with and which ones not to work with
1: with because the
2: platform also tells you what the influencers followers are interested in Mm. so if you're selling milk per se and you go and pay an influencer that is a musician because oh they have 20 million followers but they're 20 million followers not a single person is interested in milk hmm. you're completely off hmm. your target do you know what I mean or maybe not a single person is within the age range that you're looking for which is maybe 17 to 25 maybe they're all above 35 so you're completely off but the platform allows you to know who's audience
1: is fit for your brand based on stats mm. it pulls in back. I'm quite interested in this and I would like to know <laughs> so for instance because I sell and um sometimes I want to get influencers to help mm-hmm. you know market what I sell now instead of going directly to the influencers do I come to your company mm-hmm. and say okay I want to do this that means I have to pay you and pay the influencers at the same time is that what it is well yes that's what it is because we advise you in the right direction to go you oh. could do it
2: yourself but you may be completely off mm. track you may get it right you may not but yeah, that's what we also do. So mm. we also do advisory services for brands that sort of need the plan. And then some brands don't even know what to do with influencers. So we sort of also guide them in the best ways to get them to do um, organic posts and stuff that will give your brand the mileage and exposure that you're looking for.
1: Do you work with startups? We work with everybody. In <laughs> <laughs> we do because not sound like very high. You're going to be having very high profile. I mean, we clients. do
2: have. Some high-profile clients. Mm-hmm. And then I do have some small startup clients. And then I do have some friends that I just do some things. I'm a friend for. now. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm booking my slot on the show. <laughs> I'm a friend now.
2: So, yeah, we, we do different things. Okay. I mean, we actually even have a platform that... It's sort of like an artificial intelligence tool mm. that you can use to automatically sort of like reply people and interact with people in the social media space. So I'll give you an example. Say like how COVID started. There was a lot of questions in the digital media space about, oh, is it dangerous? How do I get it? How do I stay away from it? What do I do? If, mm. if I'm staying home, what happens? How do I buy food? You know, all these plenty of questions that was going around about COVID. How contagious is it? How do you um, get the virus, et cetera? So with the AI tool, what you can actually do is, you can input all the information, all the knowledge from mm-hmm. anywhere in the world that is creditable or that is valid. And the AI just automatically replies people based on certain keywords. So as long as you say COVID and you say, I'm afraid, the mm. AI will reply you. There's no need to be afraid. All you have to do is when you're going out, wear a mask, cover your face, hmm. wash your hands. So it's digital. Also, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful space and yeah. the opportunities are endless. Mm. So as I'm talking, you can see the passion in my voice. I can see the passion. Because <laughs> I, I, <would> <laughs> um, I absolutely love that space because the possibilities and the opportunities to sort of do so many things in that space is beautiful. And solve problems. It's, it's beautiful. Mm. The only thing that I don't like about the space is people use it for the wrong things. Yeah. But unfortunately like everything, there's always a there's negative there's always a negative and there's always somebody that will find another way to sort of use it in a way that it's not intended for. Mm. Awesome. Yeah let me <laughs> let me stop talking now I'm gonna go on for I think at this point
1: we have to take a break. When we okay. come back we continue this conversation with Andrea. Stay with us. <laughs> Welcome back to Shea Prenner with BC Ugo and Africa Business Radio. And I still have the same Shiro with me, Andrea. So let me ask you, what are some of the challenges you faced in building your career? What were some of the lessons you learned from them? And how were you able to rise up again?
2: Let me take it one at a time. Um, okay. Let me see challenges. challenges. I think for me, the biggest challenge, which is a personal issue, is I don't know how to delegate. Mm. so I tend to sort of want to have to do everything myself so I can like be on top of everything and it's done the way I want it to so I've, I am aware it's not a good thing it's not and I'm trying to change because okay. you know I recently got like an, an assistant and somebody to help me with Arxmania and stuff like that and I'm now looking for a sales and marketing person for Digitracker so I don't have to do that myself also so um, that has been my biggest challenge And now the second challenge that I sort of picked up on also, it's very difficult to find the right people to Mm. work with, Mm. um, because maybe because I have a different sort of work ethic and maybe because lots of people just think
1: it's okay to do things anyhow,
2: yeah, or do it the way they think it's okay. And even when you correct them, because they feel like, oh, I know you know they still don't want to do it your way um or i, I don't know what it is or maybe it's just you know some people just the want generation to, maybe hmm. maybe they just want to be comfortable and just earn a salary and just keep moving really so sometimes a lot of people that you will find are not as invested in in the work in the work as you are maybe it's because it's not their company or hmm. I, I don't know but that is, has been a challenge um Solutions is just sort of to keep looking and keep trying to train the existing people that you have as best as you can. Um, I'd like to think I'm an amazing boss.
1: So, <laughs> so um, for someone who's humble to say, this, I know, no,
2: <laughs> this, 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 I, this, I, this, I, this, I think I can say for sure that I think okay. I'm, I'm an amazing boss, and I, and I think all my, you know. Colleagues and staff will sort of vouch for that. I hope so. (laughs) Um, But yes, I think that has been some of the challenges. Um, Another challenge, which I don't really like to call a challenge, but maybe because we are on this show, I would sort of just mention it. And I wouldn't use that... Actually, maybe I shouldn't talk about it because it's not in relation to me. But I find lots of people say, you know, being a female in the work industry can be challenging. Mm. And... Yes, that is probably true. It hasn't applied to you? I think it depends in the context of the situation. Um, I've never really had issues because I was a woman in the field. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean I've been to certain places where maybe because of their religion or stuff, you know, they they cannot speak to a woman. Which is fine and I respect that. I, I don't think anybody should hold that against anybody because mm-hmm. if I was born into that situation you would do that that would be my norm. So that is what I would know. Um, So unfortunately, it's just the way the situation is. I just feel like based on religion, tribe, ethnicity, wherever people are from, you sort of have to respect the different spaces in which you find yourself. And so maybe that's what I've done along the lane. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe if you want to ask me about, you know, the normal stuff where, okay, women find issues of a guy trying to hit on them or sleep with them. You haven't had that as well? Before, I'm getting to the conversation.
1: (laughs) Wait Before to- you
2: probably achieve something. I think also that is also a personal choice. Mm. In some aspect of it. You know, forget the forceful aspect. And, because that's a whole completely different yeah, conversation. Yeah. But in some aspect of it, it's still a personal choice. Now, it's not okay to sort of say that because of circumstances. And somebody decided to do something. You're not judging the person. Because you don't know why... She had to go that far. But Mm -hmm. fortunately for myself, I've never been put in that position. position. But I can understand when people complain about things like that because I've experienced it. And I know friends that have experienced it. And I know people that have talked about it. So I can understand that position. So I feel like those are some of the challenges as females in an industry. And especially sometimes when you're not married Mm -hmm. and you know you are interacting with different people on certain levels, they tend to be very abrasive because, okay, why are you this age and I'm not married yet? You know, why are you still single? And the funny thing that I've actually, actually, yeah, let me say this. The funny thing I've actually noticed is, a lot of the times, is the women that do it. Yeah like you go to an office we and it, and it, the yes, pay tracker that we have it, you go to an office and the woman in the md position or ceo position or whatever is actually the one giving you all the attitude yeah. and giving you all the stress it's yeah. not even the guys and they give you that thing of oh who's this small girl coming to office thinking mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's mostly the women who who do it from
1: my experience it's actually sad that it comes from the it, is, it is it's actually and very sad let me even ask you this question do you get to be told no you're an entrepreneur and you've carried out major major projects at a point in your career do you go somewhere to probably get a contract and somebody says no do you receive yeah, as I mean, many no's as no's a lot yeah, yes
2: no's <laughs> no's are no's are part of the the package mm. the, the nose will be a lot I've how done. do you handle your nose <laughs> I live a very easy life, okay? If something is not working and somebody tells me no, I keep it moving. If it's not happening, you move on to the next thing and try to make something else of something else. If you believe in that project and you get 300 no's and you believe that's the way to go, you just keep working on it Mm -hmm. so you eventually reach that (laughs) your break. So for me, it's still sort of like where I want to go. In my life and for myself. And then it helps me make the decisions and the choices that I make. So even mm. if somebody tells me no on a project that I believe in, it's fine. You can tell me no. I'll find somebody else that is willing to give me a yes. And so, you keep going. So and keep I just going. keep going. As long as I believe in it, I will keep going till I find get a person a yes. that will tell me a yes. Or I just do it on my own. And then if it happens, it happens, you know. Yeah. You
1: create your own platform. Yes, I, I create my own path for the <laughs> yeah, things I want to yeah. do. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So uh, what would you tell a young woman who wants to succeed in either career or business, but really doesn't know how to start or doesn't know what to look to? Or, you know, wait? To, there are some people I've spoken to, they are waiting for somebody to hold their hands and just give them what they need as against starting from wherever they are and trying to do something to get there so if a young girl comes to you and say i want to be like you what do you have to say to her i would ask what do you know about me <laughs> <laughs> That's the the first, question. <laughs> that is the
2: first thing i would ask you you can't say you want to be like somebody when you don't know anything, <clears throat> anything about, about the person them. it's an interesting question because a lot of people want to be like a lot of things But a lot of people don't understand where those people started from and how they got to where they were. They just Mm -hmm. see them shining or you know, they see a ways or a burner boy and then twenty million other young boys out there want to be an artist and they think
1: they want to be a boy now boy. No, 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 <laughs> no. But they
2: don't know how long bernard and Wiz or David or T Wow any of these people have been in the industry for. Mm. And it's the same thing with any other field. You see somebody in an MD or a CEO position and you don't even know how they got there, but you just want to be like them. Mm. And and I feel like that whole waiting for somebody to help you. It's sort of never going to happen if you don't start something. You can start from anything. You can start from being an assistant who is very dedicated, who just does her work and does it really, really well. And sometimes life presents you opportunities that you never expected. You may be somewhere thinking, oh, this career is holding me down or whatever, and I want to do my own thing. But you're also not in a position to start of, sort of start your own thing everybody thinks starting your own thing is easy what but it's not tell me it's not and i (laughs) and i keep telling people that until you have a stance don't stop what you're doing to start your own
1: thing fantastic
2: because I've worked for as long as I can remember. And I still haven't stopped to start my own thing. Mm. I've done everything side by side. Mm. You can't just stop and do your own thing. Mm. Especially in the economy in which we're in. It's not possible. You need to have something stable. Yeah. At and least. I like
1: nice things. <laughs> so you don't go begging. <laughs> yes. I like nice
2: clothes and shoes and bags and and i love gadgets and my laptop so i have to be able to afford all of them <laughs> mm-hmm. true so true. i juggle a lot of things and i just feel like people should just sort of find what works for them but mm. never give up that sustainable income mm. when you don't have anything you're sure of. when you yet. haven't built a strong yeah, or business. you don't have a family inheritance listen if you have a family inheritance just do whatever just do your you thing, want right? <laughs> <laughs> But if you know that you're the one responsible For all the bills Mm. and everything You don't want
1: to Yes, Use wisdom to decide the things that you do Mm. So that's so cool I want to know how do you balance your personal life? Do you have a personal life? (laughs) Oh I I do How do you balance it with work? So I like my me time also I like to spend time
2: on my own um, Because I like to do a lot of DIY stuff And I'm very hands on So I balance my work with doing things that I enjoy And sometimes The best way to kind of regroup yourself is to get away from all the noise from the work because sometimes you're you're looking at it so much that you don't see the problem Mm. but then take a step away from it do something completely different Different. and then you come back and be like okay this is what it was because sometimes your brain is just it has gotten so used to what you are looking at so sometimes you need to go away and and so i try and find time to do things like that i do i do you hang out your yes friends? i do i do you i go, go clubbing i love clubbing I used, <laughs> I used to club do you so dance much. yes I, I love dancing actually. wow wow it's one of my favorite things to do wow so no i try and find time for everything i don't sleep early so maybe
1: okay you work mostly at night
2: yeah, I actually do better working at night than mm-hmm.
1: I do during the Same day. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are promising me now that you have time for your personal life. You look fresh, by the way. So you're not looking Thank stressed with <laughs> all the things that you do. So definitely, you take out yeah, time. Let's do you not work judge out?
2: Yeah. <laughs> do, do you work out? Oh gosh, I wish I could work out. Oh Like when I see people going to the gym, I envy it so much. uh uh-uh, you look like you really work out. No,
1: I, I, like I could I have wish. sworn. No,
2: you know the shirt is baggy, so you can't see. <laughs> you can't see my big stomach. Uh-huh. That I'm trying yeah, to. looking in. like you have abs on the. There. <laughs> so no oh i, I try to do my best um with exercise as i can but if i tell you i go to the
1: gym <laughs> once every lying. month i'm lying yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 good to have this chat thank with you so much for thanks having thanks for me i know coming. i spoke a lot no it's cool that's, thank that's, you that's for the having idea. me that's the idea thanks for coming on the show thank you i wish you all the best in your future endeavors and thank um hopefully like we'll then. have you sometime again to so chat with me on the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right, that's a wrap on Shepreneur with BC Uber on Africa Business Radio. Till I come your way again next week. Bye-bye.
0: 18- plus.